features I saw, we're, we're recording now, by the way, one of the features I saw the other day, it was like taking remote access through the person's computer. Yep. That's the scariest thing, man. Yeah, I didn't know that was actually a thing until like I one of the uh, people in IT actually had to connect to my computer. So um, I didn't know that was a thing, but it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, a little creepy too. It's, like, it's a little Skynet, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Okay. Well, I noticed you have a you have a fancy smancy Zoom link now, AirTime. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't think you'd notice that, but yeah, no, no. I was just that's the only account I have with Zoom, so all of the links get namespaced with that. But um, yeah. Uh, sorry, what were you gonna say? I mean, I, I just never heard of the company. Is that like your your job now? Or yeah, uh, yeah. Airtime is a company I started working for maybe back in October of 2019. Um, very social media uh, viewing party company where you could like watch content anywhere from like movies, TV shows music and also video chat with your friends um so they're in the social they're in the i guess you can say like social media space right now uh which is kind of thriving under quarantine luckily so hmm. i'm speaking with matthew uh is this Ariel? is that your name last name yeah so like uh, uh it's parallel but i know some people pronounce it with like a really thick accent but uh yeah parallel Ariel, man <laughs> yeah that works too so yeah works. No, I'll, I'll say it right. I'm speaking with Matthew Harry. Harry uh, uh, oh my God, Harrow. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> it's like parallel, right? Yeah, exactly. Like parallel, but the P is H. I love it. So Matthew is a senior at Make School, and we're just we're chilling and we're jamming. I, he wanted to talk about his new job search, and we're not 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 even job search, career progress. And I was, I was just so interested because I'm a junior at Make School. I think a lot of good, good insights would come out of this. So with that said, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on, as I tell all my guests formula, for, formally. Oh, no, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I've always wanted to be on a podcast, but I guess now is the right time. Thank you, man. Dreams do come true. They do. So yeah, let's let's, uh, let's start with kind of where you come from before all the job stuff and getting to make school. Uh, where's your family from? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Queens, New York. Um, before coming out here, spent like majority of my life there. Um, both my parents come from the city, um, so really just born and raised in New York. And coming out here uh, was kind of a big switch, just coming from like a normal high school life to uh, like change, starting my career path in computer science. Um, but yeah, nothing too much back there that's like too notable except just basically my upbringing. I see. Okay. And uh, in terms of your family, like, are you guys all American? Is it? Yeah. So my mom's actually Puerto Rican and my dad's from Guyana. Um, and so he came here when he was 14 and my mom was born and raised in the city. So yeah, that's my ethnicity, but I was born here interesting yeah i i gotta say like i've met so many immigrants coming to make school it's really interesting to see like the immigrant story you know yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i come from pakistan so and actually my first the, the first place we lived in america was in new york city oh nice where uh we we kind of moved around a lot i think the first yeah. place we, we came over and we spent the first six months in a basement of like okay. in in the in Brooklyn, I believe. Nice, nice. Yeah, not with like a relative anyone. Like just it was 
well i don't want to say we just we slept in a neighbor's and like a stranger's house but like it was someone related to our relative and they were nice enough to be to just let us like help us get on our feet um yeah and how long ago was that that was when i was two years old so like my parents didn't really come with a lot of money and I, yeah. i'd like to get into your story um what was it like in a you living in Queens, New York, do you see a lot of Spider-Man? Like, what kinds of things do you see growing up? Yeah, there? well, not a lot of web-slinging, but uh, something that was interesting is coming back home and just seeing, like, the, the changes in, like, real estate and everything. Um, you see a lot of these, like, houses that have been there for years uh, getting torn down for these apartment buildings and, like, these luxury ones. And it's just interesting to see the change in the neighborhood. Uh, but I guess you could say I'm kind of glad to be able to say I could see that change. Um, I'm not saying it's a good change, but it's definitely interesting to be um, kind of in the middle of that. Yeah. So you kind of touched on yet a pretty normal, I guess, just just average New Yorker life. Like, growing yeah. up, I mean, growing up. Yeah, like, things things definitely get interesting over there. You can tell, like, New York has their own way of, way of life, I guess you could say. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel, I feel just the experiences over there kind of led me up to um, doing what I do now. Um, I didn't find it till very late or uh, like right before I started coming here. Um, but yeah, besides that, you know, it, it was interesting. I went to high school in Spanish Harlem. Um, so that's always interesting. There's like a very rich culture of life over there. Um, definitely notable memories. Um, just kind of in like the New York school system, it has its own, like has its own pressures and like commonalities. Um, there's definitely like a community over there. Um, and it's notable for like, kind of like that. I guess you could say that, um, just hustling and bustling you know it, people there are really on the chase is a lot of the things you see in san francisco as well but yeah mm, i like how you touched on community there because i think yeah. that's huge um like in terms of my own experience uh, and i like to get your thoughts on like i come from we after like my story is after we, we stayed in new york for a very short period of time then we moved to massachusetts where i'm at right yeah. now and I gotta say, like, we got, we were, I think we're blessed. Like, we got to meet up with a lot of other Pakistani and Muslims. And, and I want, I'm curious about your experience. Cause in, in my, I know for me growing up, like having like, you know, you go to school, I'm sure, and I don't know about your situation, but for me, at least we had a lot of Caucasian, like a very uh, white majority town. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I, and I have nothing against white people. I have nothing against any of that stuff. But then also, just just to contrast that, I noticed in myself whenever we went from like, say, a regular school day. I'm like four years old. Regular school day. I'm around like people with different beliefs. People that you know, girls. They're not wearing hijab. I'm Muslim, by the way. Yeah. But then, like, just to contrast that, going to um, my own Sunday school, right? Is just I, I don't know what, if you describe it as like psychological safety or. So tell me, what was it like to? Did you have that kind of, you know, two worlds come like you split between your Spanish, like school, like what what was it like being in your Spanish community versus like, regular New York life? Yeah, so I, I definitely experienced a, a bit of culture shock. Um, I went to Catholic school for like the entirety of my schooling from like kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, and then uh, high school, just switching, switching over to high school. Um, and it was just a different culture, you know, like you definitely come from this like religious, like everything is almost taboo. Like 
and then you get put in this uh, this environment where it's just different walks of life. People are just very expressive. Like that was a big culture shock, and and not to mention the one coming to San Francisco. Um, so yeah, that was definitely two different walks of life. And you know, I had I had a group of friends in one and a group of friends in the other, and like I kind of always felt conflicted, like merging those parts of my life. It was just interesting to see like how um, like how people took to each of those experiences. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like looking back at it, you, you could definitely see examples of that. Um, and then I, I guess you could say within my own culture, there are definitely some clashes, I guess you could say, um, between like <laughs> sides of my family. Um, and, and, and you could kind of like, I guess you could chalk that up one way or another just to like upbringing. And so you definitely see a lot of that. But I, I think it's, I think it is beautiful being able to bring those two together, though. It's just different experiences. Um, it, it just kind of enriches your life, I guess you could say. I, I could look back and imagine if I was on only one set of things and I'm just interested to see how closed off the mindset would have been or, you know, just looking back, you know, 2020 is high or hindsight is 2020 rather. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm assuming you grew up speaking different languages. Like you, you come from a like Spanish Harlem. Did you speak a lot of Spanish growing up? Is that like Absolutely. Yeah, no, not at all. It's actually terrible. My mom would always try to teach me, but I would never, I would never learn. It's, it's terrible. Um, yeah, but I only speak English. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I can, no, I can't get around. I can't make that case. Hey man, I'm the same way with Urdu, but you know, I think it's still, it's still really nice because like, I've, I've seen like studies where it actually will help. My, my brain is, my mom's a psychiatrist, right? So she always brings up all this cool brain research with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even just like anyone who goes out there just to like, set, you know, you set a New Year's, a really we're like half year New Year's resolution to like new, new, learn a new language. It's actually really good for your brain, right? Yeah. And it's kind of what we do all the time with software engineers, learning new different languages. Like we're so just keeps your brain nice and like because you're, you're constantly working to you know take stuff you think you know at a really simple level but like you just throw another language on top of it and it's like it's all of a sudden it's so much more complicated so you're always yeah. flexing this muscle to your brain muscle to like you know what do you really know yeah i um i actually saw a link in a post maybe earlier this week about uh this company um they they're releasing a spanish version of their app and um, just thinking about like how many more people that could connect, like they're a legal service. Um, so that, and it's like a free legal service that's provided. Um, so that's like really beneficial to all, like all communities. Um, so you're right. I, I definitely think exposing yourself to another language is more complex and definitely worth it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I never learned growing up. It's a shame. Yeah. You got your whole life to do it. Huh? That's true. Yeah. Duolingo, Rosetta Stone, got a couple apps. Oh, so I want to circle back to, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm really trying to just get into your mind right now. Like, I'm like, not, okay, nice. Cause I'm like, I'm, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I see it. So like, say, say we're in high school, right? Take me back. The, for instance, for, just for context, how old are you right now? I'm 20 right now. 20. Okay. I'm 18. Um, nice. Oh, dude. So yeah, uh, I'd be interested to hear your story as well. Like, how was it switching? But please continue. Yeah. So take me back maybe just to high school, right? For for you first. Um, like what would it like say we were fifteen, like we're going to the same high school, I'm like your peer, we're going to the same I get to see you every day at, at like your normal high school, right? Maybe not yeah. 
maybe not your Spanish uh, uh, community. What, who was yeah. who was Matthew Harlow in high school? What were you like? Yeah, um, that's interesting. I was definitely confused. Like, I think that coming from like this Catholic school upbringing and and like really kind of like finding my own sense of me, uh, whether that comes down to my style, whether it comes down to the way I speak, like I felt like I was just a sponge and. I felt like I was a sponge after coming out of that. And it was so easily molded because every year I like kind of figured out things about me. And I guess that's just all a part of growing up. Um, but those times are definitely confusing. And it still is confusing. You know, it, you just, it really got into a habit of questioning myself and like really wondering if this is me or, or it is, is it somebody else, you know? And um, yeah, that, that w- I guess that would be 15 year old me. <laughs> like pretty confused, but it was wholesome. It, it was very wholesome. Like, um, looking back at it, it was like uh, I grew up with a loving family. Like it was an amazing times to be able to come home to a bed. Like you could sleep on every day, and you'd see people with like complex living situations. And it, it just really makes you think. Like at 15 years old, uh, it was blessed to have that. But yeah, that was 15 year old me. Um, I guess you could say I, I was I was a nice guy. Um, I guess you could say I, I made people laugh. Um, but yeah, I can't really chalk it up to more than that. You would have to talk to me at 15 years old to really get that full opinion but yeah those were confusing times to sum it up yeah you gotta build that time machine you know exactly yeah <laughs> okay so what i got from that is like just really confused guy easy to get along with you know ever getting fights no not really i'm not a confrontational dude like at all it's um it's uh, i it's a blessing and a curse sometimes but i'm really not one for confrontation it's just it's a lot of noise but yeah but you definitely like you. You could you. I could see why. I could see why somebody would be a confrontational person in that scenario. But yeah, I see. That's exactly what I was expecting here because I hear a lot of that in my in my own story, right? Like, um, like like because I think it might even go back to the cultural thing, right? Like you, yeah. you like you, guys like you and me, I, like guys like me, for instance, like. I remember once I was 14 and my mom took me on a, on a trip to Iran, right? Mm-hmm. And in Iran, we're not even Iranian, and we and and we didn't take the take the time to like learn Farsi before we went. And so it was really just like I think someone who's like coming from that multicultural background. I guess we're always just trying to you know trying to fit in, right? Yeah. Like, try and get along with people who are different from us. So much so that, like, people, um, would you describe yourself as an introvert? Yeah, I think, I think I definitely grew into that way more when I started programming. Like, I, I, be, I used to be able to look at people, like, straight in the eye for minutes at, like, for minutes at a time. Like, it was pretty intense. And I kind of shied away from that um, ever since I started programming. So, yes, I would, I would call myself an introvert now, yeah. nowadays. Yeah, I think... Tell me, would you ever chalk that up to all the, like, being from the multicultural background? Like, I'm not saying it's good or bad or not, but it's just, it, I guess it tend, it makes you tend towards that kind of personality where, you know, maybe, like, whether it's yourself um, becoming used to it or others labeling you an introvert, maybe, like, I don't know if you want to call it destiny, like, being that, being that kind of, being that kind yeah. of cultural person leads you in that software engineering direction yeah like i feel 
I feel for me personally, it may not have been so much as cultural as it as it was um, uh, like my reason for being introverted. But I guess if you could chalk up something to cultural reasons, it was kind of like get in where you could fit in um, type of thing. It was like, you know, you definitely do have a lot of people shooting labels at you. And um, I, I would say culturally, it was just like, like, I guess you could say like being from two different walks of life, like having two sets of cousins, like that's pretty trivial, but it was, um, it was interesting to see like which background you could mold into best. And yeah, it was like looking back, it was, it was just a huge sponge, you know, and, and like with time, I guess I just shaped into who I am today. And I'm starting to see that every day and it's, it's pretty wholesome looking back, but yeah, I would chalk that up to cultural. I see. Okay. What about your interests? Like you personally, were you more of a video games guy, more of an like a, a sports guy? What were you into back in high school? Yeah, so back in high school, it was definitely more video games, but not as much as I was just like Netflix and chilling, like by myself. You know, I, I like I always lived far away from school. That's actually a pretty big thing. Like I always lived far away from school, like maybe like an hour, 45 minutes travel. So I never really, like I never really met up with anybody. It would be like straight to school and like back home. And even by choice, like just wanting to get home before it got dark outside. And so, yeah, like I, I became a really stay at home body. And like, I found comfort in that. Like it'd actually be really nice times. Um, yeah. I see. What was your favorite subject in school? Um, probably math like that that was really challenging like towards like towards my high school years like later on it got pretty challenging and it, it was nice to be able to see the progress just like by applying myself and so yeah that was pretty was, I guess that was pretty pivotal just in uh, my interest towards the end so yeah like I would say math what did your parents do by the way like were they like really stem inclined people or did they push you towards math what was it like to yeah, so they weren't STEM inclined, I would say, but they weren't enrichment inclined, you know, like, shout out to my parents, but like, they'd always, they'd always really, like, really try to push us and like, put us in these programs to like, um, to really help us out, like, uh, um, and it would be like that extra supply of learning, like, maybe on the weekends, or like, hours after school, or you just get this extra set of homework, and um, yeah, so I wouldn't say they were STEM inclined, but they were enrichment inclined, and that really did help, like, because I have an older brother and seeing him as an example, like it was really good role models growing up. So like shout out to my brother as well, because uh, he did make school a year before me. So he's also led me on this path. So he really paved, he paved the way. I'm in. He's got, I love that. Cause yeah. Cause they're looking back, like the, your parents just do so much for you. Like, honestly. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think because like there's I, I can see like you're really like like I, I feel like you really like know yourself and that's always that, that kind of person that's always interesting to talk to. Oh, thanks, man. Like, like I think um yeah, that's that's definitely a hazy path. Still, I would say like there's still a lot of stuff I'm figuring out. Like especially with this confrontational stuff, you know, like as you're older, like you start to see more and like with seeing more, like see more about social interactions, you know, like. Yes. Like you start to wonder who you are, like which role do I play? But yeah, that that definitely is a hazy path. But I would say like my interests fill me fill me up more nowadays, and that kind of gives me a sense of personality. Like yeah. I really like I really like programming, not like on a really deep scale. Like I, I enjoy it, and it gives me it gives me something to look forward to every day, and that gives me my personality. I would say. Love it. 
I got to go back to what you said about enrichment, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think maybe one of the biggest things at make school you learn, or like maybe not even learn, but you have to just embody. Like, like I spoke um, with, with uh, I guess, nine or eight uh, perspectives for preview weekend as part of the tech topical. And I'm just thinking in my head the whole time, like, do these guys have this thing called the growth mindset? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, did your parents really like drill on like, there's a lot of ways to say it, like express growth mindset. You could call it like, like I guess everyone has their own way of expressing, but like maybe growth mindset. Would you say you really got that love of learning, right? Like constantly, do you think you could spend your whole life doing this kind of mentality? Whatever you want, whatever it is, like I want to get better at this. I want to get better at that. Like a couple of days later, and then just keep on like up and up the ante. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Like if I had to like classify one person, is that like the love for learning? I would say that's my brother. But what's interesting is looking back at it, and it's to no one's fault, of course. Is like you, I, I never really saw like that like prime like growth mindset. I never even thought to think about that. Like, is this person trying to constantly get better? Like, um, for example, like my brother, like going back to him, like he, he kind of embodied that, like wanting to get better for himself. But I never really noticed that until actually make school, like, um, like the things that I did for make school, like, like kind of learning the intros to like mobile programming, like seeing my work ethic evolve in that. Like I was actually applying myself and I wanted to apply myself more. Like that was very eye opening and it was pivotal and like seeing what I could do and kind of just keep going. Um, yeah. I would say like that growth mindset really came about towards my later years before it was just struggling to stay in the game. <laughs> it was really just like, you know, maintaining good grades, trying not to fall like towards the back, but it was never a need to get better towards, towards the latter part. So we're now we finally touched upon your journey to make school. And this is something I actually, I, I you actually mentioned to me. So I want to drill in it. Um, did you ever code before make school? No, no, not at all. I, I did the Make School Summer Academy back when that was a thing. And I, I did like two months of prep for that. Um, and yeah, but like before that, I think the only time I ever touched code was like when I was really young, like, and my brother like told me about it and it was not my thing. He tried teaching me Java and it was the most, it was a very stressful time for like an 11 year old, like it was bad. And so I, I hadn't touched programming until like right before Make School. Shout out to the Summer Academy. We had some really talented instructors that um, were able to help me and like really like stick there with me. Okay, yeah, that sounds... Okay, so I get the sense you're really just a beginner and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very much so. You are a senior right now, right? I'm, 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 I, you are, you've been here for two years? I, just, I need the basic context. Yeah, so I... So yeah, I came in 2017. And I finished in twenty early twenty nineteen, I believe. But mm-hmm. I'm not a senior. I've been maybe a year out of make school so far. So oh. yeah, yeah. But like I never I never really finished the program to, to its now standards of accreditation. But um yeah, no, I've been a year out of make school. Well congrats congratulations, my guy. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so you're going through May school and you're going through your classes. How do you see yourself leveling up up, up over time? Oh, yeah, that was so, that was like my first year. Oh, it was the best year and it really put me through the gutter. Like, 
it was the best year. And special shout outs to Alan, Captain Rainbow, whatever alias he has currently. That is an excellent instructor. And he really helped me like in CS. And it was through like kind of like those sheer teaching methods and just really like straight to the grain. This is what you need to know. Um, and it really helped. Like the whole process though was very revealing. Like the whole thing with data structures and algorithms and just learning in general is like you, you it's like you got the social factor of like imposter syndrome you got the mental factor of like can i do this like it's very revealing um and makes will really helped with that and shout out to those teachers because they they really stick with them it's interesting to see it now though with all these students that's actually a question i have for you like how do you feel that is how do you feel as it becomes more of lectures i guess you can say if that's even true just with the bigger class body it's hard not to become a lecture what do you think Mm, absolutely because i actually have thought like a little about this i think what we're describing here is like the active the academic i don't know like you we're turning make into more academic yes hmm yeah hmm. like i i i love make school and um yeah but it's very interesting to see like because like i feel like every year is very different in opinions between class sizes so like what do you think like i'm i feel they've shifted more um, they shifted towards a different goal of accreditation, and that really opens up like many walks. And I, I love that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like some of the core values may have shifted. But what do you think? Yeah. Well, first I gotta make up this new word here: academization. I, I don't know. Do, do you, you see the word? Um, the, I, can't, I could I, wait, like shifting more to like shifting away from academia, or shifting towards academia. So it's, it's it should be a word that says like something becoming more academic, you know, like. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah, I've been just talking it up to like it's more bureaucratic, but there should be a word for that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, forget forget the the semantics of it. I think. Yes. 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 I think for like if I was gonna put on my business hat, like my startup mindset, I think it's a good move for me school. I think okay. what they're really trying to emphasize, well, 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 actually, I'll answer the question you, you posed, which is what my opinion is. I think there's, you always got to go back to like the African proverb. Like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to move, if you want to go far, go together. I actually like a lot of what Mace was doing. I like, I'm like, I'm like you, man. I got a, I got a love of learning. I'm like, I'm a born student. I'm a born teacher. My, my parents are yeah. My, my mom has a PhD, she's like, and my dad, like, he's not necessarily like a very academic person. He comes from the military. Uh, yeah. but even he, he went to college, you know? So I think I really like all the theory. I'm a, I'm like, I'm just a, a very, I, and I think a lot of other people appreciate the curiosity that May School gives us now. Like we're just being really encouraged instead of having to like really, you know, just move fast, build stuff. We get to really take your your time to like be curious and yeah. And especially in the CS classes, I've enjoyed like conversations with Alan. The dude is he's he's the real thing, right? Like just the other night, like he stayed with me after class. We went for like fifteen minutes talking about a subject on VR, and he helped me literally. Like I I felt like after that conversation, I could go like take take on the world, like build all this stuff, how VR is going to get in all into, you know, we talked about my interest in Pixar and how Pixar can use VR, how video games, how the block, how freaking, you know, 
um, I think we didn't even talk about this, but I think blockchain could use VR because it all goes back to this one data structure. And Alan's talking like, if you know this, my friend, uh, I'm paraphrasing now, but <laughs> this thing, the, the prefix yeah. tree, my God, the prefix tree, the CS 2.1. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Wow. Everybody. Good takes memories. Yeah, dude, that, that, those are some crazy trees. Like, I think my favorite one um, was the quad tree that he really helped me with that. And that was like towards my last, like, sort of months at make school. So, yeah, all his CS courses were really good. But I, I think my favorite one was the trees class. But the most, like, the most needed and necessary one is definitely um, uh, the sorting algorithms and trees. I don't know how they're structured now, but they used to be all in one class. But, yeah. Yeah, I think the only one, that, so we're, we're talking CS, so we got to discuss trade-offs. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one big thing that I, because I have also, I think I, I have seen, I, like, for instance, intensives are still, you know, they are, you do get to get into that startup mindset. And, you know, cause I, is that kind of what you're, what you're referring to? Like, make school teaching people, you know, build fast, build quick, be agile, that, like, two very different modes of education i feel like yes you, know, you got one yeah. you got one kind of a modality during the intensives where you're not really looking through um like you might just take stuff well i don't want you won't like not necessarily copy paste from stack overflow but if you do have an issue like i'm either building stuff for the intensive which i already know all the stuff that i i literally can just what danny says which is like build something you can literally you can plan out the whole thing and know exactly what you're going to build before you even go build it. Yeah. That to me is like a very powerful skill to have. But I also think, you know, the, the, the trade-off is I don't really learn as much during intensives. It's really just, just grinding, you know, like, and, 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 you know, you learn a lot about time management during that kind of phase, like making sure your, your project is scoped effectively. And then, you yeah. know, but then, then I flip it to like a time like right now where, you know, I get to, you know, in CS class and in data science, especially there's a lot of learning. There's like a very high, I think what makes us moving towards is like, I'm learning, we're learning, I'm, I feel like I'm learning much more high barrier concepts. Like with data science, there's, just, that's a, there's a lot more math to learn before you can really build anything. I see, yeah. And like, you know, while, while I'm, I'm sitting here letting my, watching my Git commits, you know, go down as, as per day, because I'm like, I'm spending more time having to learn and study before I, I know even what to even, like what, what, like before syntax, like what am I even, what's the concept? Like, what am I even doing here? You know? Yeah. I'm taking yeah, a like, learning course right now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. That, that kind of wanting to just hit the ground running feeling, that's very common. Uh, definitely going through that but um yeah like you definitely see a lot of parallels I've, with especially scoping like i think that's a really big skill um yeah definitely over scoped a few things of my day um over scoped and under delivered it's it's been bad situations but um i think what's so nice about make school especially coming in the way i did is you don't know what you know until you actually get in the industry setting which is powerful and i feel like that's powerful because school does teach you really like everything is relevant to industry from the way you get commit like i uh, get is actually a huge thing like it, every i i didn't know how um like i didn't know industry's expectations of incoming juniors developers and interns and apprenticeships like i didn't know that they undervalued the knowledge of commit in them 
and or of git commits and just like git workflow um, so everything they teach you is really relevant and it, it's powerful like seeing that used and uh, it, it allows you to hit the ground running when you do get to industry which is like the appropriate time to want to do that um, but yeah definitely utilize it as learning which um, which I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I went to make school for um, as opposed to like the, maybe the self-taught path which can include like holes in understanding I see. Yeah, I appreciate the 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 good the good wishes, my friend. So yeah, yeah. Now we went into your your industry experience. So I think one of the things we we talked about before is uh, your first job outside of make school. Um, what was that like? Oh yeah, that was that was very short of a week. <laughs> like yeah, so that was um that was a very revealing story as well. Um, so when I I think this was around June of 2019. Um, I I just got this job. So the interview experience, you could kind of piece this story together as you look back. And it, it's an interesting story to tell. So I actually posted on Craigslist. So just setting the scene here, I was a senior at Make School. Uh, I had already started the interview process heavy. Like I was down and out. I needed to get a job. Um, I just wanted to get a job. I was tired of living in Vintage. It was just a whole mess of things. Um, and so I applied to this place on Craigslist because my friend had told me, Hey, like put your resume on Craigslist and like, like a short story or whatever, um, uh, like expressing your knowledge and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I got a hit and uh, somebody called me and I went in for an hour technical interview. The technical interview actually wasn't even an hour. It was 30 minutes and maybe 15 minutes, uh, chat with the CEO, um, and just some context on this company, they're called uh, Do Not Pay, a great product, a great product, a beautiful app if you download it. Uh, they're a AI legal power service through a chatbot and they offer free service and you can battle anything like from small parking ticket claims uh, to fighting, not paying your rent um, during these COVID-19 times. And uh, they're just a legal service that really helps you out uh, without having to go through the pain of lawyers. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and so, I would say my time there was very short, just given there was like a lot of miscommunication uh, between what they expected, uh, what they needed and what I actually knew. Um, and there was a lot of self-doubt during those times. Um, but luckily I had a very strong network that they could make school, like not, not just to like reach out, like shout out to Jeff as well and Megan and everybody helping. Uh, but it was more, it was more about my own knowledge and just um, I'm glad people were there to kind of support me mentally and saying, hey, you know, you just got to keep applying. And yeah, so do not pay was a short lived experience. And it was revealing. Um, I definitely knew what I had to improve on and where I could have, uh, like where I had to start. Uh, and yeah, so great times, but very short lived times, sad times too. Amazing. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a real bummer. Like, like was it, were you disappointed when they finally let you go? Yeah, it was so, it was interesting because it was, I just, I, I didn't, I, think I had a feedback session. Uh, so I was really, and this is one thing Alan taught me, is there's three things to make you better at anything. And like, I forget the order he put them in, but it was, uh, it was practice, a constant feedback loop, which was the biggest one, in my opinion, at the time. And then third, uh, drawing a picture, which I'm pretty sure you've heard. That makes a little, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, drawing a picture. But yeah, the feedback loop was big. So I always wanted to make it a habit to um, ask like my managers or any of the leads for feedback, especially if they 
had hands-on um, experiences with me. So I asked if, I asked him for a feedback session and we called up the other iOS developer and it was really a question of how long it would take me to become productive. Um, and if like coming in, uh, he kind of gauged my skills within like, like the short amount of days. I was, uh, he was there. He was mainly remote, but he had flew in to uh, uh, to kind of on ramp me. And so it was a really question of how long I would take to be productive, uh, and like we could mutually like benefit the app, or it wouldn't be as so much as training, but we'd both be pushing out features. And I'm I'm glad I had this because it actually is very like it is very true, and I never doubted that for a second. Which I'm glad makes what kind of in, hey, I'm glad I kind of had that sense about it. Um, or else I could have just been in the gutter for longer than it was. Um, but it was a question of, like I said, it would probably take, he said around like maybe the three month mark and I was just gauging from the features they needed, uh, what's in the app currently and just kind of the complexity of like things that need to be done. And um, yeah, and I guess from, and like some of the red flags were just uh, like they, since there was a lot, since he was remote, there would be a lot of remote communication through, uh, say, Slack or Facebook Messenger, and him needing to like relay the task to me. They need to be done in order to meet that spec. Um, but me, like being very junior at the time, and I still am, and, you know, I'm constantly learning. But being very junior at the time, it was, it was, it was like kind of hard to like relate that to what I was supposed to be doing to down to the technical scale, kind of like structure your code this way, and I. I just couldn't get it at the time. I couldn't do it to the way they wanted it to. And there, I felt no personal, I felt nothing personal about that. You know, it was just something I needed to learn. But um, yeah, so I would say it hurt definitely because it was like I had told everybody I got a job. It was just like, oh yes, make school, they did it, nice. And then like going back to the grind, it was very humbling, like telling like people asking like what had happened and, you know, and so, it was just it was just like sad times but also just like i gotta keep applying like i can't be down in this gutter for long so um i had a strong support to my friends mentors people at make school so yeah yeah so that was that was do not pay sorry i was rambling towards the end there yeah no yeah. I, I, I totally believe it um i'm trying to understand so how does that even happen though was it really like you're in a you, so the can we when you say it was a job like did they really like accept you at that point or yeah so like kind of and, and yeah and so i could tell and like you know after going through like the current company i'm at their interview process at airtime you know i could kind of see flaws and uh, do not pay as like processes like um for example so the i guess you could say the spec of the job was it was a contracting position in all actuality but what it was would be a full-time role with one month of probation and that one month of like probation they could get rid of you um no questions asked it's just uh it's just kind of like a on-ramping um, period to see if you really could fit technically culturally i guess and so um they decided to try me out and do not pay needed an ios developer like fast and as with most startups they need engineers fast and so this interview process, uh, as I mentioned before, was an hour, maybe 45 minutes at most. And so you could tell that's not enough to engage a developer by any sorts. Um, and that, that's just practice for good interview. You know, them putting you through the steps makes sense of a phone interview and then maybe a, a remote technical challenge and then the on-site even more maybe. And uh, that's just really to put you through the steps to see if you could deliver. And I think a good interview process not only helps the company, but it helps you as well. Because everybody, 
everybody just wants to get a job. I know that feeling. But if you're at a company where you can't deliver, trust me, that's going to be a miserable time for you. Mentally, you're going to feel drained. You're going to be the person that's always coming under delivering. It's not a good time for either person. So I think a good interview process is good. Know what you know and save yourself the doubt of like just getting in. You'll learn what you'll learn on the job and you'll definitely feel imposter syndrome. But like, don't put yourself in a situation where you don't think like where you don't think the company did a good job evaluating you. So I know that's a little hard, but it's, it, it will save you. I feel like that does save you the mental strain of kind of putting through the gutter while you're on the job, which is just the next worst thing that could happen. That's amazing. So I guess thank the, you, thank you, sir. Your, your takeaway here is basically, you know, like for, for a make school junior, like for a guy like, or a gal or whoever it is, who's yeah. at, currently a junior at May school. Um, what's the takeaway here? Is it to stay in school and, you know, enjoy being a student and, you know, kind of, kind of, are you, would you say you're more of a, like someone who's like, you know, enjoyed the journey or, or what's the takeaway here? Yeah. And, and I do have to say, uh, apologies to whoever's listening. I may have painted this in the wrong way. Like, I don't, don't ever take an opportunity that you don't think you're ready for. You're never going to feel ready for it. Um, but I feel like you should, you should strive to kind of have a sense of if company did a good job evaluating you. You know, if they put you through this standard interview, at least, because you have to understand that they only know as much as you tell them or as what they ask you. So that might hurt in the long run, possibly. And then I would say the takeaway is, um, yeah, you're always going to be a student, but try to get out of make school. Like, get yourself an industry. That's where the most learning occurs, and that's where the fastest learning occurs. So really utilize make school and what they teach you. But you got to zoom out or else you'll be there for a very long time. Amazing. Yeah. 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 It's like there's so many, it's a really interesting debate because like there's so many angles you can look at it from. Um, you, you could be like, you know, am I, is, do I think I'm ready? Do I not think I'm ready? Like what, what, what's the regrets going to be? How has your family um, reacted to your new life and as a software engineer? Are you you're in you're you're in New York right now, right? No, no. So I'm actually in Daly City. I was able to move out the city a couple of months ago, like right before quarantine started. Luckily, so um, yeah, I'm actually in, I'm still in, on the West Coast, but um, um, yeah, yeah. But my parents, um, it was very interesting. Like I definitely came from a traditional household, um, and you know, like college was like. You know, that was like the next route. You never really questioned it, I guess, like growing up. And so for me to kind of drop it, just drop the bomb, like, hey, like, I, I think I really want to do this. I don't want to go to make school. Uh, shout out to my parents. I know I'm giving shout outs to a lot of people, but they deserve it. And my parents really, they really supported me. They, 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 they supported me like full flag. They asked me, is this what you want to do? And I went out and I think it really helped. My brother did it kind of as like, like a symbol of, okay, this could actually work. Um, because my brother had um, not gotten the job at the time, but uh, they, my brother just knew what he was doing. He knew he could do it. And so some parents kind of had that support behind them. Hmm. Do you have any other siblings? No, no, it's just my brother and I. Okay. So it's it's really just um, now you're living out on – you live in, you're, uh, and I apologize, I should realize you're still in California. I think just, I think it might be because I'm still in, I'm with my parents back. So I'm like, I'm like kind of assuming it for you. 
Yeah, um, uh, actually, so I've been working from home for maybe the past couple, three months now, or two months, I'm not sure. So it actually would have been good to go back to New York. However, it's just that uh, New York is the epicenter right now. So, you know, kind of got to stray away from that. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I would definitely love to go back home. Um, you know, kind of just visit family. Beautiful. Okay. Let's see. I think we covered yeah. on this session, man. Like this, this is, seems like this is the kind of stuff that like, like I know personally that like, you could spend years just like trying to figure this out on your own, but it's nice to like, li- listen to someone like you who's got that, like, like you know, your, your, your life experience to sum it up. That means a lot. Thank you, man. And I was just going to say like, I, I've seen you personally at Make School. I've always seen you put in those hours and like you you have your experiences of your own very well. Like, you're you're on your way to like industry and you know like you're definitely going to look back like right now i'm talking to you and you're going to be talking to someone who's running this podcast maybe in a few years and it's just it's like very wholesome and like like all the people in my cohort like all the people in the previous cohort like they know like it's so reassuring hearing people talk about what's happening and then you experience it for yourself so yeah shout out to you man and like you're going to be an industry you're going to have these own experiences to form and yeah, it's going to be a nice time. And you'll get to see how make school changes, whether that's for the good or the better, um, which I actually wanted to ask you about, but I understand we got to cut this podcast short or like, or if we just got to cut it. It's I don't know. No, I mean, we can keep going. I, I like, I like hearing the comments here. Okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, man, like, how do you feel about make school? Because I know there's been a lot of, um, I guess you could say there's been a, maybe a confusion or just a lot of like, um, there's been a downfall between this quarantine, people working from home. Um, and I don't know. How do you feel about this whole situation? How do you feel make school serves the technical purposes, how they mix it with the SNL courses and really academia meets software engineering? Like, how do you feel about the blend of everything that's going on in 2020? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of things in flux. Yes. Yes. I, I think, one thing I I always believe in is uh it's really sincere. That everything I I've seen from Make School comes from like a really, in, in, again, a very intentional place. Like they 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 I think they have a good idea of what they're doing, and and yeah, I'm happy to talk more about like over like I thought you wanted to ask more of like you know how are we doing like Zane Roz that kind of thing. So. We'll, we'll cut the podcast here and I'm happy to always continue the conversation over off the, off the show. But yeah, it, understandable, understandable. Okay, this, this was Matthew Hera, uh, parallel, the parallel, the par- the par- the programmer whose last name rhymes with parallel. It is I. Thank you. Hey man, I, I'm glad we got this. This this episode is meant for him to come out and speak. He's got a message. He's got a story. He's thank got. Thank you, thank you, sir. Now he's got the podcast on his on his on his uh, on his resume that, or or you know his experience. Um, so yeah, Matthew. Thanks, man. Like I really I really enjoyed um I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, a shout out to everybody listening because whether you're going to industry or not, we lit. Got you. All right. Super clap on three. One, two, three. Thank you. I'm smiling with joy right now. Bye, my friend. I will see you. All right. Thank you, Zane. It's been a pleasure. Have a great time.
Hello.